I'm sure you all know J.P. Sears. He is an amazing combination between comedian and serious commentator. He puts in so much comedy and farce into it. It's just an interesting thing that the internet has now brought us and many, many people know him. I was stunned that one time that he did that. Um, he was wearing a life jacket and making a comedy or a farce out of the use of masks. I'm not going swimming, but you have to wear it anyway. But I know how to swim, but you have to wear it anyway. You need to wear two life jackets. It was just phenomenal. Anyway, he's made a video about abortion. And it's brilliant, but it's also controversial. We're going to get into it on this episode of The John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, J.P. Sears is very interesting. As I said at the outset, he's a comedian. He's also very intelligent. He unpacks abortion in his latest video in really an amazing way. But I want to show you first how comedic he is. Get this from this video. Because as a man who obviously could get pregnant at any time, I just feel that it's important that my voice is heard on the matter. And if you don't think my voice should be heard, then that implies that you don't think men can get pregnant. So be careful because we don't want you contradicting yourself with the conflicting Marxist agendas that your mind is infected with. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? He uses the culture that we currently live in and points out how unbelievably hypocritical it is just with pretending it's straight. It's amazing stuff. Now, JP is not really for the faint of heart. He does some kind of quasi-controversial things. He will appear with his shirt off and do all sorts of strange things, but he's still a hoot. Perhaps not for a junior audience, but he's a hoot. So let's listen to what he has to say next. I think there's evil, tyrannical people in this world controlled by Satan, if I'm being honest, and I am, who want to keep the population of the world small so it's easier for them to control everybody, and they want to destroy the nuclear family so people grow up weaker and are therefore more controllable. It's amazing. He has an understanding of evil. I don't know what perspective, Christian-wise or whatnot, he's coming from, but he's very clear thinking, and he says it in only the way he can, so, so matter-of-factly, yet it's in the midst of comedy. But it's amazing stuff. And that really is his shtick. That's what he does. But let's hear some more of what J.P. Sears has to say. The thinking that was going through my mind about abortion, it wasn't my thinking. The leftist propaganda about abortion got to me. I'll admit it. I, I fell for it. And it's 100% my fault. It was nothing other than mental weakness and a lack of self-awareness on my part that allowed it. And the scariest thing about it was I didn't know it was propaganda. I thought it was my own thinking. He's revealing there in this segment, and by the way, you should go watch the whole thing from J.P. Sears. It's an amazing little series of sort. But he talks about this part of his old thinking, why he was convinced, and he basically says he had never thought it through himself. He accepted the propaganda from others and just went with it. 
And that's an amazing thought because I think that's where it is with so many people. That's why the pro-life argumentation works because we present an argument that's sane and sound, show them photos of what actually abortion is. And for the first time they actually think it through, it's like, whoa, that's what it is. Amazing. That's where JP Sears is. And he got that revelation, thought about it. And he's, this video is all about how he changed his opinion. But let's listen to where he goes now. And I imagine I was raped, which is certainly an act of evil itself. And I got pregnant from it. I think I would get an abortion. Is that still evil? Like, I don't know, probably. But I'd still probably get one. Okay. And you said a couple months after conception, like, why a couple months, JP? Ah, it's just kind of an arbitrary number. But what I'm certain of, though, is late-term abortions and even mid-term abortions should be completely banned. Here, he comes up with a thinking that is, it's very strange. Because you can hear it himself. Why? It's arbitrary. Because whatever. It does seem like he's stopped thinking here. It's very interesting because he went from getting it thinking it through, but then here he has a position, but admits he isn't thinking, uh, admits it's sort of arbitrary. I don't know why, but he's sure that midterm and late-term abortions should be wrong. And the key information that pro-lifers need to convey to this type of thinking, which is very, very common, it's always the first question you get when you're out picketing for abortion or presenting the pro-life argument, it's what about rape and incest? It's forever the first question. Now, interestingly, one of the first times I experienced this argument to it, it was expressed as coming from an African-American lady on the front lines, on the picket lines. And her comment went something like this. If you're going to kill somebody, why don't you start with a guilty rapist before the innocent child? And it's such a mind-changing argument because it, you recognize in it, first of all, we're talking about killing somebody. And then if you're talking about killing somebody for the rape, for the incest, it's true. If you're going to kill somebody, kill the guilty rapist. Now, I'm not advocating here for the killing of people at any stage, but we're talking about if there's guilty, are you in favor of capital punishment? There can be an argument for that. In fact, I hold to that. The church traditionally holds to that. But that's not the point in this piece. In this piece, this lady was bringing forth the truth that you are talking about killing somebody with abortion. So if you're going to kill somebody, then kill the rapist and not the innocent child. That's one piece of the argument, but there's other pieces. Because in addition to that, the feeling is, oh, if I was a woman and a young woman, perhaps my life is destroyed by having a baby. I have to give up my education and so on and so forth. First of all, that's not always true. You have to give up your education. There's all sorts of programs for that. Secondly, we know on the other end of abortion, because not only do the pro-lifers assist with helping women not to go down that bad path, but also with assisting them once they have. The abortionists will commit the abortion. They're not there to pick up the pieces afterwards. The pro-life movement, they are. And so we've talked to countless women, as the pro-life movement that is, uh, about the aftermath of abortion. I've talked personally to many, I've got many friends who speak of this. Janet Morana, of course, comes to mind first. Angelina Seenstra in Canada, they run Silent No More. The group which speaks, which is women speaking out about the suffering they endured from abortion. They had their abortions voluntarily. 
and that abortion has affected them for the rest of their lives. It has harmed them, sometimes made them sterile for the rest of their lives as well. But listen, I've spoken to women who were raped and then had their babies and women who were raped and then ended their babies' lives by abortion. And here's the difference. The women who had been raped and had an abortion, they found it very difficult to overcome, not so much the rape, but the abortion. Why? Because the rape was done to them and the abortion they did themselves. With the abortion, with the rape, they had to forgive the rapist. With the abortion, they had to forgive themselves. On the other end, you have women who have been raped and brought their children to term, some giving them up for adoption, some choosing to raise them themselves. I talked to this one young lady. The rape she experienced was so horrible. It was so violent. It was done by a stranger, scarred her for life, almost killed her. And she had that baby. And she said to me, honestly, she would go through that horrible experience again just to have her child because her child means so much to her. You can also talk about the children conceived in rape who speak out like Rebecca Kiesling. And it's an amazing testimony about life in difficult circumstances. They sometimes will have met their birth mother. They were given up for adoption and they're so grateful to their mother for having given them birth despite the difficult circumstances. So there's a lot of thinking that goes into the pro-life argument, which surmounts any other argument to recognize, to value, and to fight for the right to life from conception to natural death. But JP gets there himself in a way, and we really need to pray for him. This is not about condemning JP Sears. He's so close, and it's a piece of logic and thinking that he's missing, and he's working towards it. Listen to what he has to say in the end. And I don't know if I'm right with this part of my thinking. I just know it's what my thinking is in this moment. So reach out to J.P. Sears in kindness. Congratulate him on where he's come so far. Give him the extra little pieces. Pray for him. In J.P. Sears, the pro-life movement will have a great fighter for the truth. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. And may God bless you.